Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail podcast. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 155, Downsizing Your Gear. On this episode, we share tips that we have learned about downsizing our gear closet and how finally getting rid of gear we just never used. Also, how to put away your gear after a backpacking trip. Is it even important how you put it away? Some tips on protecting your gear. You can always join in our discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come out and hang out with us and become a part of our community. So some good news for a complete list of our 2020 trips. Just go to trustthetrailpodcast.com. Go to events. We have a few spots left for uh, our Smoky Mountain Hidden Gem trip. That's I cannot wait to go. That's awesome. And a couple of spots left for a pictured rock backpacking and kayak trip. Of course, iRoyal is also filling up. So go to our events page and check out our events. we got some really cool things going on out there. Um, by the way... There's some amazing, amazing sales right now on backpacking gear. We have put it all in one place for you. Just go to thebackpackerstore.com. That's thebackpackerstore.com where the power is in the search. You can use the search area to type in a piece of gear that you want and compare prices from all the major online outfitters like REI, Moose Jaw, Camp Saver, Eastern Mountain Sports, all of them. Osprey Packs is on there and all the rest. That's the backpackerstore.com. In full disclosure, we built that site for you so you don't have to rummage around a bunch of different online uh, gear sites. It's all in one place, and we do take a small commission of the gear you buy at no cost to you, by the way, and it also helps support the podcast. So we decided to uh, talk about downsizing your gear. Obviously, Ariane is not with us today. Uh, she is just crazy, super busy right now, and the week got kind of away from us, and so we wanted to make sure we got the podcast out, and unfortunately, Ariane just couldn't join us today, but when we were talking about this week's podcast, we it was clear to us what we needed to talk about as we are getting ready to take Trust the Trail podcast on the road, and as we start packing up our gear, we realize, you know, we don't have a gear closet anymore. We have to take all of our gear and try to fit it in a very small area. Now, our Airstream, when we take the Airstream on the road, is 180 square feet, but we're not going to have our backpacking gear in the Airstream. We actually have it in our tow vehicle, and our tow vehicle is a van. So we have to take all of our backpacking gear and figure out how that's going to fit into a van and that's not easy to do especially as with all the gear that we have accumulated in and i mean in 20 years of backpacking and 10 years of taking people out backpacking we have a lot of gear so we thought we'd share with you some downsizing tips on how we took the same approach with packing our pack and used it to downsize our gear so one of the things that we um one of the things that we first started doing is we you know we've downsized quite a bit and when we 
moved into the location we are in now, we had a pretty extensive gear closet. I think at one point in time, I almost had a whole room dedicated to backpacking gear. You know, I had like probably five or six backpacks. Ariane had four backpacks, um, you know, different sleeping bags and, and just just double and triple of everything that we use. So one of the things that we started really looking at was, you know, how the heck are we going to fit all this gear in, you know, and, and keep the gear that we love, keep the gear that we use. Because, you know, you have different seasons. Our winter backpacking gear, obviously, has to be stored in the summertime. Summer gear sometimes gets stored in the winter. And so how do you, you know, how do you do all that stuff? So one of the things we want to talk about um, on this podcast is your gear closet should be kind of treated a little bit like the gear you put in your backpack. And this is what's, this is really what's helped us um, quite a bit. So the first thing that we decided to do was create small plastic bins. These bins that you can pick up at like you know hardware store, Home Depot, Lowe's. Um, we have uh, waterproof seal bins. Um, so we decided to designate each bin for us. So Scott has a bin, Ariane has a bin, and then we have neutral bins like we have kayak gear. And then we have winter clothing, which is our winter gear. And so one of the things that we did was we really treated our gear closet much like our backpack. If we didn't use it on a trip, if we didn't use a piece of gear on a backpacking trip consistently, we stopped bringing the gear. We stopped putting it in our pack. you know, it's kind of like the pack shakedown after your backpacking trip. What gear did you use? What gear did you not use? And when we started looking at a consistency with, we don't ever use this gear. And in my case, when I started packing or unpacking my gear closet, I had gear. I didn't even know what it was anymore. And I had old gear. So we looked at one of the one of the big things that stood out with us is that I had water filtration systems up the yin yang. I mean, I don't even know how many we had. So I had a micro pure. Um, Ariane had a micro pure. We had an we had the old old Katahdin uh, uh, water filtration, the pump. We had an MSR water filtration pump and then of course we had the solar squeeze we had the solar mini i think i had two or three solar squeezes and then i had the old original sawyer that before the squeeze and the mini came out um and and so i had that so we had a, a ton of water filtration systems so we had to take a look at that and really bear down what what did we need what did we use and did we still use it so we got rid of almost all of our water filtration systems except for two pieces of gear. And so that's how we started because that was the that was the stuff that we used all the time. By the way, we kept the we did get keep one of the micro pures um, because there have been places that we've gone before that we've needed to pump the water because it's below us. Um, and we needed we that's it's always good to be able to pump water out of somewhere, um, and then we cut the Sawyer squeeze. That's it. 
That was our water purification systems. I also have a, a, a Katahdin uh, base camp water filtration system that actually uses the same water filter as the pure um, because when sometimes when we take people out, um, we just all filter water as a camp. So we, I did keep that. But all of that fits in a bin. And that bin has to fit underneath um, our kind of like a, in our backpacking van that has to fit underneath all of our stuff. So it's got to fit in the bin. So all of our gear has to fit. <laughs> Otherwise, we don't take it. So that's kind of how we started downsizing our gear closet. We looked, we spread out all of our gear. Do we really need eight different sleeping bags? Did we really need, you know, um, a fleece and a puffy and, you know, like, you know, did we need all of this gear? And it, it came out. We, the other thing we came out with too is we had a ton of cooking pots. And I mean a ton. We had GSI cooking pots. We had REI cooking pots. We had Tokes. We had, I mean, you name it, we had, we had a cooking pot. And so one of the things that we started looking at was what do we use versus what do we need? What do we use the most versus what, you know, we're keeping for a what if situation. And we really took a look at what our philosophy was as far as lightweight backpacking. And so we used the same philosophy in lightweight backpacking as we did with travel, because it's really what it comes down to. We're going to be traveling all over the country. We're going to be, you know, going to different trailheads. Um, when we unhitch from the Airstream, we're going to have our backpacking van. We're going to have our tow vehicle. We wanted all of the gear, everything we used in our van. That way, when we got in the van and we could go to a trailhead and go backpacking or camp, do whatever, all of our gear was there. So that was the method of our madness. And we started with getting rid of stuff we didn't use. Like, I love Go Light. They were a great company when they were around. They ended up going to my trail. Uh, my trail didn't make it, but I had a Go Light backpack and I had a My Trail backpack. Great backpacks, but did I need two of them? Did I use any of them? No, I didn't. I used a Go Light backpack for a long time. Um, and so we got rid of them because I don't use those backpacks. They're great backpacks, but I just didn't use them anymore. So we got rid of them. That was, and it hurt. I mean, it was tough to get rid of that gear um, because I liked it. I had great memories in it. And I think that was one of the tips that we also would share was that, you know, you know, emotional value is great, but if you're not using it, it's a waste of space. So that is one of the ways we started downsizing our gear. So all of our gear fits in a bin. It's got a purpose. And so the bin, because it's waterproof, our gear will be protected. And when we pull the bin out, when we go backpacking, we've got all of our gear. So the only thing that doesn't fit in our bin is our sleeping bag and our backpack. So what do we do with those pieces of gear? Well, we used our sleeping bags and we created a kind of a, a bungee system uh, for the top of the van inside where all of our sleeping bags are spread out. They're not 
rolled up. They're not compressed. They're uh, completely flat. So the down is always kind of lofting in there. And we used um, a, like a bungee cord system to put our gear on top of that. It works for two ways because Ariane and I always talk about multi-using your gear or multi-purposing your gear. And so one of the things that we, we, we did was because we, we put it on the inside of the van on the ceiling with like a bungee cord, it, it compresses. So, you know, it's not really lofting down at all, but we used it. it it's great for insulation. So it, it keeps the van nice and cool in the summer and it keeps it warm in the winter. So um, that is, you know, you know, what do you do with a sleeping bag? <clears throat> I'm going to talk a little bit about that with um, some tips on caring for your gear. Also, the other thing that we were able to multi-use is our backpacks. So what do you do your backpacks? You can't put those in a bin. And so what we did was we use it for storage. Um, so when we're traveling, we have our backpacks hanging up in the van and we can put things in our backpacks. We can put some extra clothes. We can use them for, you know, different things that we're traveling with. And they, you know, put, you know, um, you know, some maybe like some food in there or, or whatever we need it for, whatever we need our backpacks for. So our backpacks have a purpose when we travel. So that took care of the backpacks and the sleeping bags. And then, of course, everything else then fits in a bin. Um, I have my hiking pants. I have my hiking shirts. I have everything in that bin that I would normally wear, whether I was summer backpacking or I was backpacking in the winter, other than my puffy jacket and maybe my rain jacket. Everything else is in that bin. So I have every piece of gear that I take backpacking in a small plastic waterproof bin that sits in the van. Ariane was able to do the same thing. And that is how we started downsizing. And I would, I would challenge all of you to go through your gear and look at all the gear you don't use and ask yourself, why are you keeping it? <laughs> and what purpose doesn't have and can you downsize your gear to where it's minimal it's it's ready to go and um, you don't have to fumble around with it the other big issue too was when we decided to downsize our gear closet was that you know with as much gear as we had I could never find gear it was like you know throwing two socks in a dryer and one sock comes out I don't know where my gear went to and it was really frustrating because I had, you know, some hiking clothes hanging in a closet, some winter clothes that were stored away. I had, you know, things scattered all over the place. Um, and so one of the things that was challenging was not only finding all my gear, getting it all in one place, but then going through and making it fit all in the bin. And it did, it did take a while. It didn't happen the first time right away. We've had to really work at it. Um, but, you know, in our last podcast, when we talked about, you know, uh, or Ariane talked about, you know, going, um, you know, backpacking with one of our listeners, you know, when she went, all she had to do was take one bin out of the van and um, she, you know, packed her sleeping bag and got her backpack and that's all she needed. 
And so when she got to the trailhead, she had everything she needed for that trip. Now, that doesn't mean food, which I probably should omit. That does not go in our bin um, at all. But we do have a we do have a food box um, and that food box has all of our uh, normal uh, freeze dried or re uh, dehydrated food uh, in the bin. We have a bunch of good to go meals. We have some mountain house meals. We have some uh, stuff that you, you know, buy at the store. And so we have a big bin of that. So uh, even that was all fit in the bin. I think we have probably about a week's worth, about, about seven to 10 days worth of food in there which also goes in the van so we've we've really kind of learned how to be minimal with our gear and i read a lot of uh, posts on you know on social media about oh my god i have so much gear i have so much gear um i i'm really truly believe that you you know you really only have two seasons uh you have winter and you have summer um, everything else kind of gets mixed in with that. Uh, we have a minus 15 degree um, feathered friend sleeping bag, which is uh, just gigantic. It's beast. It, it even even compressing it, it's big. Um, but that also now sits um, in the ceiling of our van in a bungee cord. So that's always there. Um, nothing like having 850 fill goose down as a insulator. So that's one of the things that we've, we've done with our gear closet and, you know, getting rid of gear we don't use much like backpacking. You know, you don't carry everything when you go backpacking. I don't know why we had everything in our gear closet. The other thing too, um, that we notice was that when we'd come back from a backpacking trip, and this was kind of early on for me um, when I would come back and, you know, I didn't want to unpack my pack right away. I'd, you know, stick it on the floor and I'd let it sit there for a couple of days. Well, that ended up not being good at all. And so I encourage everyone when they get done from a backpacking trip is unpack your stuff right away and meticulously go through your gear and dry it and clean it. Um, water filtration systems should not be stored um, unless they're completely dried out um, to, to the best of your ability, um, especially uh, in a gear closet or in a bin because nothing likes, uh, nothing grows better uh, <laughs> uh, darkness and uh, wetness uh, mold loves that stuff and so you want to make sure when you pack all of your gear that it is dry 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 and you have done your due diligence in cleaning mud cleaning you know like the mud off your stakes uh cleaning because if that when that, once that mud dries it get it gets all over the place gets your gear dirty um, go ahead and wash your clothes, let them dry. But it, but that's a meticulous thing that you want to do. And make sure that you untie your shoelaces on your boots. Make sure you take the tongue out of your boots. If you have an insole in your boots, take that out because your feet, you know, sweat. They get wet. Boots get, you know, they. if you have to cross a creek or a stream, um, you know, you want to take that insole out so that dries because that can get moldy uh, and you don't want that in your boot. You want to make sure that your any kind of rain flies or tarps 
all of that is completely dry. Now, one of the things you don't want to do, and I see a lot of people do this with their rain fly or their tarp when they come back from a backpacking trip and it's wet, they'll go out and they'll hang it in the sun. Um, try to avoid hanging it in direct sunlight because UV light kills sill nylon fabric. Uh, remember that sill nylon is um, it's silicone. It's a... Uh, um, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't like UV light. And so you want to make sure that you don't put in direct sunlight. You want to put in the shade in a, like kind of a breezy area, even if you hang it in your house, um, and just let that dry. It'll dry very quickly, but don't put in direct sunlight. It, it just will kill your, kill your gear. Um, but all your pots and pans, um, all of your, your, if you have platy bags or if you have water bags or for uh, what you bring, um, you know, like a, an algae bottle for water, clean that out. Make sure that's dry and then put it away. Sometimes it takes maybe a day or two days um, to dry out all your gear, but it's worth it because you don't want to put that gear away wet. You don't want to put that gear away dirty. And the other thing, too, is that if you're meticulous in putting your gear away the right way, then when you're ready to go backpacking, again, you don't have to worry about it. Um, and that's one of the things that helped us when we were downsizing our gear is that, you know, I don't have to make a ton of gear choices anymore. I don't have to, you know, I love the gear we have, the gear that we use, I absolutely love and believe in. Uh, it's lightweight. Um, I'm comfortable with it. I don't have to go out and buy new gear every year because the gear I have works. Um, I don't, I'm not a big shopper for new gear. Um, I like looking at it. I like learning about it and I like reading about it, but I certainly don't go out and have to buy what other people consider the best. Um, if the gear is working for me, it's going to work and I trust it. And that's one of the, that's one of the things that we've stressed a lot on this podcast is you have to become one with your gear and if you become one with it, it's going to work better for you out in the field. I have a sleeping bag that's probably 15 years old. Um, and it's a marmot uh, sleeping bag. Uh, I love that thing. It's a warmer bag. It's a 45-degree uh, uh, bag. And I can't tell you how many times I've used that bag in... Uh, early spring, early fall. It's super, super lightweight. And um, it's just a great piece of gear. I've had it for uh, just forever. And so that is, I have two pieces of gear. I have a winter sleeping bag and a summer sleeping bag. That's it. I have two sleeping bags. I've got down, I think I had eight sleeping bags at one point in time. So I think that there's, uh, I think there's a real strategic advantage um, when you downsize your gear to the point where it's ready to go and you're not looking for it all over the house. I'd love to hear some gear stories um, of losing gear or can't finding gear or getting ready to go on a backpacking trip and you're like, where the heck is my gear? Where the heck is my backpacking shirt? Where the heck is, you know, blah, blah, blah. I went through it for a long time. I finally, finally, to the point now where I know where all my gear is, it's ready to go, and I don't have any kind of 
issues with it. So uh, this is kind of a short podcast, you guys. Um, I wanted to kind of get it out there and um, talk a little bit about uh, downsizing as we get ready to take Trussell Trail on the road. Uh, that's just only um, a couple months away now. And how we have really um, gotten our gear closet to the point where it's not a gear closet anymore. Uh, we threw away gear we didn't use. We donated gear that we didn't use. We gave it to people that needed gear. Um, I have a friend who has a non-for-profit, uh, Gear Forward, who uh, uh, he threw hiked the Appalachian Trail. Um, so a lot of times we will ship a box to him. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do with gear that you're not using it, uh, anymore. Try not to throw it away. Try to give it to people that need it or could use it. Um, especially if it's lighter weight gear. And even if it's not, um, there's always, um, some organizations or groups or non-for-profits that would love to get camping gear in and of itself. So, um, if you're going to clean your gear closet, don't throw away gear. Always try to give it away or donate it someplace um thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast we really appreciate it. i'm sorry this is so short today um, but i do want to make sure that we give uh, uh shout outs to the people that are helping support the podcast uh and our lovely facebook members you guys thank you so much for posting all your your trips and your photos lately it's it's been awesome our patrons who help support the podcast are ted jones dave boyer john phillips rick Jerry, Shirley Nutt, Jerry Brucia, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene, Mike Pellet, Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kinnison, Bob Esser, Matthew Creecroft, Vicki Thomason, Becky Wenger, Jill Lang, and Ed and EJ Newell. If you guys don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account. Go to Trust the Trail podcast, and as little as two dollars a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones, all your favorite podcatchers. If we're not on one, please let us know, and we'll get on there for you. You can follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Trust the Trail Facebook page we also have trust trail gear talk trust trail gear talk are usually 10 uh 15 minute um short um podcasts that are available on breaker breaker is a new social media app for ios and droid it lets you um really kind of interact with the podcast you can like them you can become friends with the podcast if you're on breaker um, our premium podcast go for a dollar 99 to two dollars and 99 cents per episode if you didn't want to spend a monthly fee on patreon those podcasts are available on the breaker app and those are all gear reviews gear i like and we really kind of dig deep on some gear reviews uh that are coming out um Anyway, guys, thank you so much. If you feel like uh, contributing uh, to our podcast, we you can go to our podcast page, trustthetrailpodcast.com. You can go to SpeakPipe on Trust the Trail. The link is on that site. And if you'd like to be on the podcast, go ahead and record a message. We've partnered with Speak, SpeakPipe, so you can record a message about gear or trail that you've gone on 
become a trail ambassador for Trusted Trail Podcast. We would love to hear from you and we will put you on the podcast for sure. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great week and we will talk to you later. Remember, the trail gives you everything you need. So trust the trail. Trust the trail.